I fear not the dark itself, but what may lurk within it. Welcome to Lurk, bringing you creepy, strange, and bone-chilling stories with your host, Jamie Jackson. Welcome to this week's episode. Just a heads up, this is going to be a little bit shorter than the last couple of episodes. That two-parter on the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury run was a doozy. Probably could have been three episodes, but I wanted to get it done in two. So this one is not going to be 45 minutes long. Before we get started with our topic today... I did want to let you know that we are set up to be a vendor at the Withville, Virginia UFO Festival. That festival takes place on June 8th, 2024, and it is a free event. You do not need to purchase tickets. This is the third annual Withville, Virginia UFO Festival, and they will have several speakers. There's a costume contest. Tons of vendors, games, food, and some great photo opportunities. The event is set to start at 10 a.m. and runs until 6 p.m. So if you happen to be in the Withville, Virginia area, or you're interested in something to do on the June 8th weekend, head out to the Withville area and stop by and say hey. If you want further information, you can find it at withvilleufofest.com. And Withville is spelled W-Y-T-H-E-Ville-U-F-O-Fest.com. I will put the link in the show notes for you, for those who are interested. And of course, the, the Whitehall, New York Sasquatch Festival is set for... Oh, I need to look at my calendar because I don't have it in my head. I believe it is September 28th is the Whitehall New York Sasquatch Festival. So put it on your calendar. We have not been officially signed up yet, but we plan on going once again this year. There are a couple other possible vendor events that I may be at as well, but who knows? Stay tuned. As for our topic this week, we are going to look at two mysterious disappearances that occurred in the Grand Canyon National Park in Arizona. The Grand Canyon National Park encompasses 278 miles of the Colorado River and 1,217,262 acres. It celebrated its 100th anniversary on February 26, 2019. Within the park, there are five different climate zones that include a cold semi-arid, humid continental, dry cool summer, humid continental, dry warm summer, warm summer, Mediterranean, and hot summer Mediterranean. In 2022, the park received more than 4.7 million visitors. The primary public use areas are the South Rim and the North Rim and adjacent areas of the canyon itself. Other areas are incredibly rugged and remote, though many places are accessible by pack trail and backcountry roads. 
The south rim is more accessible than the north rim and accounts for 90% of the park's visitation. The park is also a World Heritage Site. Seeing the Grand Canyon is on my personal bucket list. Everything is on my bucket list. I don't know if you've noticed that, but almost everything that I talk about is on my bucket list if I haven't already been there. I have a, I have a pretty big bucket list. So we're going to talk about two different mysterious disappearances that happened within the Grand Canyon National Park that were almost exactly a year apart. First up is the disappearance of Morgan Elias Heimer, who was just 22 at the time he went missing. Morgan Heimer was from Cody, Wyoming, and was attending Wyoming University and majored in English. He was an experienced outdoorsman and river guide, and an excellent swimmer. Morgan Heimer worked as a guide for Tor West, a rafting company that operated tours on the Colorado River through the Grand Canyon. The group he was guiding with was on a six-day trip on the Colorado. They were on day six of the trip on June 2, 2015. The group stopped near Pumpkin Springs at River Mile 213 in Grand Canyon National Park. Pumpkin Springs is an orange rock formation jutting out of the canyon wall on the floor of the canyon. It's shaped like a pumpkin, which is not a surprise, with rounded walls and vertical streaks down the side of it. The water in the pumpkin is warm, but has high levels of arsenic, lead, zinc, copper, and other metals. Just to give you a little visual on what was nearby. It was 4 p.m., and the group had taken a side stream near Pumpkin Springs, and they were beginning to walk their boats back to the banks of the water. Morgan approached the lead guide and asked about taking a break or taking some time off that afternoon. The lead guide walked away to talk to a client. When he looked back, Morgan was gone. It was assumed he had just gone to start the break he had asked about, and he'd be returning. The group swam in the river and ate dinner, but Morgan didn't show up for any of it, including missing dinner. At 7.26 p.m., Morgan Heimer was reported missing by a concerned member of the group. At the time he disappeared, Morgan was wearing a dark-colored astral personal flotation device, a blue plaid long-sleeve shirt, a pair of Chaco sandals, a maroon baseball cap, and brightly colored shorts. He also has a purple water bottle with him. The initial park response included searching the last known area by air and an, and an immediate hasty search by rangers. Then park rangers and search and rescue began an extensive six-day search. They searched the river between River Miles 211 to 225 and on land stretching from River Mile 211 to 215 around Pumpkin Springs. The area where Morgan disappeared is small and enclosed by cliffs. It didn't seem like the search would take very long. Searchers said, He definitely has the skills and ability to perform the job and be a person we have a high likelihood to find. And that was pretty much the thought, that Morgan would be found and pretty quickly because he was experienced. 
During the search, fellow employees of Tor West, the clients on the trip, and other river outfitters and their clients were all interviewed. When nothing was found, the search was extended to Diamond Creek, 12 miles west of Pumpkin Springs, but nothing turned up. The search was scaled back with pilots and rangers searching whenever they were in the area. Flyers were posted at various South Rim locations, and all launching river trips were briefed on searching. Morgan Hymer has never been seen again, and no evidence has been found. Some thought it was likely that he drowned, though I do have a couple of questions about that. I looked up the type of personal flotation device that he was wearing. It is designed for whitewater, and it isn't cumbersome. It allows for movement so that you can swim. It also isn't a kind that needs to be inflated. It will let you float the minute that you hit the water. So if we say that he fell in and he hit his head, he should still be floating. And where was his water bottle? Also, if that fell in, that should be floating. Morgan Hymer was six foot tall, weighed 175 pounds, had blonde hair and blue eyes, and a cross tattoo on his leg. We talked about a couple who disappeared not too far from this same area. That was episode 56, The Disappearance of Glenn and Bessie Hyde. So check that out if you haven't already. We have a second mysterious disappearance to talk about as well. The disappearance of Floyd Roberts III. Floyd Roberts went missing from Grand Canyon National Park on June 17, 2016. So just a year and 15 days after Morgan Hymer. Floyd was 52 years old and from Florida. He had plans to hike with his friend, Ned Bryant, and Ned's daughter, Madeline, in the western part of the park. Floyd and Ned first became friends at the age of 10 in New Jersey. Floyd was Ned's best man at his wedding. Floyd eventually went to live in Alabama, working for NASA, then went on to teach computer programming and game design in Florida. The two friends hiked often together. In fact, for 20 years, Floyd and Ned were hiking buddies. The Bryants were board members of the Grand Canyon Hikers and Backpackers Association. Although Roberts hadn't been hiking for a few years, he was an experienced hiker, and the group had visited the area back in 2011 without incident. They expected to finish their hike on June 26th. On Friday, June 17, 2016, Floyd Roberts, Ned Bryant, and Madeline Bryant set out for their hike together. Floyd was 170 pounds, 5 foot 11 inches tall, with brown gray hair, brown eyes, and was last seen wearing a red long sleeve shirt, blue denim jeans, multicolored mesh Nike free sneakers, a large blue Loa Alpine contour backpack, and white rim sunglasses with orange lenses. He brought two gallons of water with him and enough food to last a week. Before they reached the trailhead, the group reached a hill at around 4.45 p.m. They decided to take different routes. Ned Bryant and his daughter went up and over, and Floyd contoured around the hill. At that point, the group separated and agreed to meet at the other side of the hill. 
when Ned Bryant and his daughter reached the other side, they waited for Roberts. But Floyd Roberts didn't show up. They got anxious and started looking for him. They retraced their steps. They went back to the road, but nothing. Floyd had mysteriously vanished at that point. Floyd was last seen near Kelly Tanks, heading towards Trail Canyon, 214 Mile Canyon, Shanley Spring area, towards the river, but may have descended into 209 Mile Canyon. The area is in the extreme western portion of the Grand Canyon, in an area called the Grand Canyon Parashant National Monument. Ned Bryant and his daughter decided to camp for the night and then walked to an area with cell service. They were first able to report Roberts missing to the National Park Service on Saturday, June 18th at around 3 p.m. Temperatures in the Grand Canyon National Park were around 92 degrees, or 33.3 degrees Celsius, on the afternoon when Floyd was reported missing, and they were rising to 110 degrees on a subsequent couple of days. So it was hot, but Floyd had a reasonable supply of water. Initially, around 15 people were involved in the search, including sniffer dogs. Eventually, seven ground teams and the National Park Service helicopter were involved in a search area covering over 10 square miles and in an extremely remote, rugged area of the canyon. Searchers from Grand Canyon Parashant National Monument and Mojave County helped the Grand Canyon National Park search and rescue team. The National Park Service also worked with the Coconino County Search and Rescue. The area was rugged and covered in thick brush and transportation to the area took several hours. A base camp had been set up near Kelly Tanks with shade, shelters, water, and other resources for the search teams. After six days in the heat and tough terrain, the search was scaled back on June 24th and the authorities went into limited but continuous search mode. Similar to Morgan Heimer, rangers searched whenever they were in the area. At that point, there were few clues about where Roberts might be. While there were footprints to follow at one point, rescuers could not confirm that they actually belonged to Floyd Roberts. Since that day in 2016, no trace of Floyd has been found. Here's a little bit of input into water consumption on a hot day. The CDC says one cup every 15 to 20 minutes if it's hot and you're physically exerting yourself. That's three quarter to one gallon per hour. He had two gallons, so that's between two and two and a half hours worth of water. So while two gallons seems like a lot of water, it wasn't enough to keep him hydrated per the CDC. Of course, he could have conserved his water, but once it was gone, he wouldn't have lasted long in high temperatures. But still, if he was suffering from severe dehydration, wouldn't he have been found? Did you know that the Grand Canyon National Park is the deadliest of the national parks with the most missing or deceased visitors since 2018? They're the only park with a year-round helicopter on site. And it's not even the biggest national park or the park with the most visitors. 
I'm going to throw a third case in here, though there isn't a lot of information on it. It's the case of Adam Clayton Lyle Jones, who was 23 years old. Adam left his home in Gulf Breeze, Florida, headed west. He did not own a cell phone and only took his laptop. No toiletries or clothes, just the laptop. He left his home on March 31, 2011. Then on May 5th, park rangers at Grand Canyon National Park contacted Adam's family to tell them that they had located Adam's light blue Oldsmobile Delta 88 in the South Rim Visitor parking lot. Two days later, his family reported him missing. The police did not release what was found in the car other than to say there was an itinerary with Denver, Colorado and various California towns on the list as future destinations. Adam's movements were tracked via his debit card with purchases in New Orleans to Grand Prairie, Texas. And that's it. I couldn't find any other information. Did Adam stay in touch with his family at all on the trip? Did he plan this trip or was it a spur-of-the-moment thing? There were no sightings of him in the park where his car was found, so was he even the one who drove and parked it there? So many questions, but because there are so many unknowns and questions, I wanted to throw it in here because you never know who might be listening and who might have some information. Let all of these strange disappearances be a lesson to you. Make sure you have a precise plan and make sure someone responsible knows what your plan is. Check in with people. Make sure you're hiking with a buddy and don't separate from that buddy. Do not leave your group. In scouts, that is like the golden rule. They are asked constantly what it means to have a buddy. It means you don't go anywhere by yourself. You always have a buddy with you. If you have a buddy with you and you get lost or you get injured, you have somebody there who can help you. If you're by yourself, you're by yourself. With that, that's going to do it for this short episode. Remember, you can find Lurk wherever you listen to podcasts or at lurkpodcast.com, where you can find episodes and links to our social media. If you have a moment, we would love it if you left us a five-star review. If you like what you hear, please tell your friends. And until next time, keep lurking. Keep lurking.